that was funny. <laughs> Yay. Surprise. We're not going to do the intro again. Uh, no. Okay. Good. Hello. Um, welcome to Live and Heather. Uh, the <laughs> this is going to be a good one. Welcome to the Live with Heidi and Heather show. <laughs> I'm Heidi Esther, joyful purpose mentor and author. And I am Heather Cox, happiness expert. And, and we're, we're here, here to pump you, you up. up. Oh, gosh. It's going to be a good one, people. It is. It is. The stars are aligning. <laughs> we're here with two stories, lessons, and tools to help you get more joy, happiness, and freedom. Come for the conversation and stay for the ridiculously cute dog cameos. And I'm not going to pull my dogs up because they're chewing on their pizzle sticks. And if you know what pizzle sticks are, you do not interrupt a dog when they eat them. Yeah. So anyway, it's kind of like a girl's weekend, especially this episode, but without the hangover. <laughs> For sure. All the alcohol. <laughs> though it might seem like it at this moment. Yes. All right. Here is the show. So, uh, Heather, how are you taking care of yourself today? Um, I did a wonderful yoga class today and I had one of my favorite people um, with me today and um, she is a blessing to me. So, um, and I'm not just saying that because she might be watching. Um, I say it all the time to my husband that I adore her. So um, together we had a wonderful class and I feel ready to take on the day. Lovely. Is it kind of just like you go back and forth and kind of just kind of like have a conversation with the yoga? Uh, no, um, I haven't muted because I'm recording it for other people because people can sign up. And if they can't make the class, I send them the recording because i um, not nice. Yes, because not all of my times are um, suitable to everybody. Um, but we, we had a nice little chat at the beginning. We talked about Belfast, which is an excellent movie and I recommend that everybody see it. And, um, and then we did some yummy yoga and, um, yeah, so that was lovely. How about you? How are you Yay. taking care of yourself today? Well, today I might have slept in during the week. It was kind of like a weekend sleep in. Ooh. I mean, I, I still woke up at six 30, but that felt like nine o'clock felt, felt really good. So been, <laughs> been, uh, trying not to burn the candle at both ends. Yeah. With, that's, that's uh, hard. My, yeah. My book launch going on and, and Which my kids activities. About. Yay. So, so yeah, so that felt really good. And, uh, yeah, so I'm here with some tea, my lovely joyful mug of tea and it has a chip in it. Cause that always reminds me that we're all works in progress and we all got, we all got chips and that's we're still right. delicious. And that's my favorite mug that you drink out of. It's, it's a really pretty mm. mug and it's got a big handle and it's big. Yeah. It's just like cozy. Everything about it is cozy. It is cozy. What is it? What is that? There's like a Swedish word for that, that I always <laughs> pronounce it wrong. Yeah. It's like hig or something, isn't it? Like, I don't know. Yes. H-Y-G-G-E. I know yes. how it's spelled. <laughs> I think I used to call it hygge, like hygge, but I know it's not. No, that sounds like those horns from those old cars. Hygge, hygge. Oh, like the Shriners used to. Yes. Yeah, in the parade. Oh, mm -hmm. I loved those. those yeah. Fun. All right. So cool. what are you proud of this week, Heidi? Oh, man. So proud. I just want to say that by doing this segment, it always makes me think that I was never proud of myself. 
growing mm. up because I was always just trying to do like the next best thing and the next best thing and the next perfect thing. So it's uh, really nice. I started doing it around the dinner table. It's like they can my my family is highly trained in gratitude. Nice. Like boom, at drop of a hat, they can they could just say, I am grateful for a living. I am grateful for my lunch today, whatever. Mm. Mm-hmm. When I say that, it's like crickets. Oh, interesting. Being proud is hard. Yeah, huh? so being proud of, of yourself is hard. So today, <clears throat> I, anyway, also, so I am proud that yesterday and today I am uploading my book to, uh, it's kind of like a distribution site for indie publishers called Ingram Spark. Mm, nice. And there's lots of ho- hoops in there. Oh, yeah. That I wasn't aware of. They, you need to figure out what your wholesale discount will be when retailers come in and want to buy chunks of your book. But mm. I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest with you here, Heather. I don't think retailers are gonna be looking for my book. So I'm not I don't, too I don't know. Badly. We'll see. We'll see. I've um I am three quarters of the way through it and I am enjoying it immensely. So oh, yeah, I, it's one of those where I have to stop. Like, okay, it's eleven o'clock. I need to put the Kindle down and go to sleep now. So I have to force myself to stop. Oh, well, that's, that's great. That's great mm-hmm. news. Even with uh, Tether shared technology challenges with me. So I'm but gonna, we're not going to talk about, we're not going to talk about that. And I am going to, I'm going to have my top book formatter work on that. Mm-hmm. So. This is why you have people read it ahead of time before the actual launch. Yes. So that when there's any kind of snafulios, it can be, <laughs> which is not your fault in any way, shape or form. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. So what are you proud of this week, Heather? Um, <clears throat> I am proud of becoming aware that I am not grounded right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I looked back and I realized that, um, so last Tuesday, last Tuesday of last week, um, my computer died and I freaked out because um, my book that I had the rough draft of my book, but I had, I mean, it was completed. Like the whole thing was on that computer. And I was like, Oh, holy hell. I don't, if it's gone, I don't know if I'm going to be able to write it again. And, um, so because, uh, Heidi, you know, what, what would happen if you'd had to write your book all the way from the beginning again, you've already kind of downloaded it, you know, mm-hmm. but anyway, it turned out that, that, that it was still there. My computer was fixed by Friday. It was all good. Um, but I think that really threw me for a loop. And then yesterday I would just been making stupid mistakes, just not being present. And, um, yesterday, the final one, which is that I took the chicken wings out of the freezer the night before and put them in the fridge, but I didn't put them in the fridge. I put them in the Tupperware cupboard because that's where Tupperware goes and that's what it was in. Mm. So the chicken okay. was fine. Because um, it was frozen. Because so it was frozen when I put it out time. and there were wings. So there was bone and it just, it takes forever. So yes, we had them last night. I am still alive. Thumbs up. Uh, <laughs> but but anyway, that was like, okay, I need to do. And, and so I was just proud that I put two and two together and, and, and I'm doing things about it. So that's what I'm proud of. That's great. That's, that's hard to be becoming ungrounded. 
like I view it as uncentered. Is that kind of the yeah. same? Yep. Same mm-hmm. thing. Yep. That's something you really have to have a lot of awareness. So when did you start to notice that you felt a, like, did you feel off? What is like, what is your sensation of like, oh, I might not be grounded right now because this is going on and it knocked me off. Um, when I, well, the stupid mistakes, but when I just, when I'm not being present, so I will do something and then go, did I do that? I totally did that. Cause I was on autopilot, you know, or, um, okay. I'm so stuck in my head with thoughts. It's almost like I'm floating and just not being here and feeling like attached to the ground, like mm-hmm. noticing that you are where you are walking and where you're at mm-hmm. and okay. what I'm doing. And, um, yeah. And, and it's, um, and another thing, like another thing that shows me is that, um, I mean, I enjoy listening to podcasts while I do things, but if I have to, um, that is another thing to me that I'm not wanting to be present for some reason that, um, oh, it's like, there's it something... lets you unplug from the present and just plug into like some, something else. Mm-hmm. So like when I'm cleaning house and stuff, I love to listen to podcasts cause I really don't enjoy what I'm doing. And that gives me something that's enjoyable so that it, I can move along. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, when I just would prefer to be there instead of in the present, that's another sign to me that something's going on and I need to figure it out. So when that moves from motivation to necessity, mm-hmm. that's yes. when you know. Oh. Yes. Well done. Good words. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then what I do about it is I do more yoga. I do more meditation. Um, I feel my feet a lot, whether I'm like touching my feet or just feeling my feet on the earth. Those things help for me. Some people like earthy foods, you know, like root vegetables and things like that. Some people feel like that gets them grounded. Ooh, Mm -hmm. I like that. I would, I've been wondering about centeredness lately. And I also went, I went to a women's retreat last weekend Mm -hmm. and I attended a session by an astrologist. Okay. And so we all have like, you know, a sun sign, which is like our birth zodiac sign. And then we all have a moon sign. And so my, my sun sign is a, is an element like, so all of our signs are an element, right? So it's like fire, air, water, and earth. Mm -hmm. So my sun sign is a fire and my moon sign, which, so sun sign, like your sun sign dictates how you view the world or how the view world perceives you. And the moon sign is like your kind of internal world. Like the yin and the yang in a way. Yeah. Like we're all Mm -hmm. like, we all this yin and yang. And sometimes that's the same. And sometimes that's different. Uh, so mine is a fire to the outside. Like I'm bubbly. I'm extroverted. Totally Mm -hmm. makes sense. And encouraging. And then my moon sign is a water sign. So I'm fluid. I'm introspective. I'm deep. And so when I ground, and I, I just came to this conclusion the other day. When I ground, I really gravitate towards one of two things. Well, one, I either listen to soundscapes of water or fire on my headphones. Mm-hmm. So I like campfires. I like yeah. rain. I love rain. I'm really stressed out. Waterfalls, like the the more torrential, the Mm -hmm. water sign, the water, the better. And I love burning incense and taking baths. Mm -hmm. 
So that's cool. Um, yeah. So I didn't know if you knew, like, do you know what your, I, I'm a Libra. That's my sun sign. I don't know what my moon sign is. I should, I've had many astrology readings. I just never really paid attention for some reason. That part didn't stick with me, but I am an air sign, which means that, um, yeah, getting, staying grounded is important. And I have mm-hmm. to say water is my muse as well. I wrote a blog way back when about water being my muse. And that's why I love paddle boarding Ooh. and sitting mm. by streams and journaling. And yes, I am with you on that. We're, we're, we're water sisters. Yeah. That. Yeah. We're, we're in flow. Maybe that's why yeah. our conversations are like that. They're flowy. That's right. That's right. So we should probably flow back to the main oh. thing. All right. All right. Which is crying out loud. Your book that's coming out that I have to say is splendid and I'm enjoying it very much. Thank you. Thank you, Heather. That's so, but we have a little bit backstory for that, right? Yeah. So, uh, for crying out loud, I'm just gonna want to talk a little bit about now. I wrote, I wrote it as with everything, it's always good to start at the start, but like, (laughs) I didn't start when I was born in the in that book, then it would have been too long. It was the start of my awareness, my self-awareness, and waking up to my my life at the time, which was a highly perfectionistic, do-it-all, big helicopter mama, two toddlers, stay at home, doing the volunteering, managing the anger of my husband at the time. And slowly coming into all sorts of realizations that nothing, nothing is, is perfect. Mm-hmm. And I wrote it so that uh, one of the, one of the big things that I've come to know in my life is that I am not alone. So I, I wrote it so that anyone who's reading it, whether or not they're in a similar situation or not, but just going through any, any big life, big life shifts are hard because they smag, they kind of like throw us at the wall. Mm -hmm. Say like, wake up. This is what's happening right now in your world. And it might, you know, it may or may not be what you, what you want, but this is what it's going on. Right. And I think you described that really well. I, I too have had a life shift where all of a sudden you stop and look around and go, you wake up and you go, whoa, this isn't right. Like this isn't. And if I stay here, I'm going to be miserable. And you really describe that shift and that all of a sudden that boom waking up so well. I think that any woman who has had that moment, they're going to, they're going to relate to it. So, and specifically I'm talking about the mama bear moment where you, you, um, transform into the mama bear. Um, I loved that moment. And I think that a lot of people who've had that moment, maybe not transforming into the mama bear, but all of a sudden that it just like, boom, whatever needs to change happens. And there's no going back. There's no Mm. going back. So well done. Yeah. Thank you. That, and a lot of, a lot of times. So that, that moment was, it's just like something's, something's right on, on your peripheral vision and you, mm-hmm. you, you know, there's something coming and you start to be afraid that something is coming. Right. So we all make this assumption. There's this base assumption that because we don't know what it is, it must not be good. Right. So mm-hmm. we run, 
and we organize our cabinets and we do things that are unhelpful and detrimental to our health or to our marriages or mm -hmm. to, you know, our careers to, to avoid the now that knowledge that that's coming. And, and, yeah. and that knowledge is so it's you, it's like, there's another version of you waiting. Mm -hmm. It's not yeah. who you are now in, and you don't have to be afraid. Now, is it a version of you that's waiting or is it a version of you that's always been there that wants to blossom and mm -hmm. come out? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like a part of you that is finally like, now is the time we're going to step mm -hmm. into this, this another, another version of me, another version of yourself. We're going to add this superpower mm -hmm. into your, into your list and into your awareness. So you can, yeah. you can own it and, and and feel strengthened. And so like a lot of times, you know, we're strength, we're so strengthened by it, right. By knowing more about ourselves. And that's why I'm so passionate about, like, I love following down little rabbit holes of like, you know, what is my Enneagram type or what is my disc profile? Mm -hmm. Um, I was really big into Myers-Briggs, like way back in the, you know, in the day. And so, and now I'm into like, all right, what is my sun sign and my moon sign? What is, what does my chart tell me about me? What's my human design? What is, what does that mean? Because it's, it's not that I'm just like so absorbed in like figuring out all these little things about me. It's because I'm trying to unearth myself to find my happy and unearth my creative so that I can make the world a better place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so many yeah. people think like, oh, well, personal development is just like optional. It's just like this thing that people do for hobbies. No, it's like our responsibility. Mm -hmm. This is That's our responsibility to dig out. We were put with, with so many covers on because we're only going to believe what we find out when it's hard for us to get there because if it's easy, we're not going to trust it because mm -hmm. that's yep. our nature. And whoever puts the covers on us, the universe, higher power, God, parents, parents, <laughs> like they know, they know that we need these covers because we have to, we have to throw them off. We have to burn mm -hmm. them off. We have to melt them off. Mm -hmm. Yep. We so all parents. have these things that need to be worked through. And I think that's the contract that we signed when we came down here. Mm -hmm. And we um, can, we can spend our life avoiding and being fearful of that mm -hmm. next version of ourselves who is going to teach us things mm -hmm. of that mama yeah. bear who's yeah. going to say, this is who you are right now. Now you can own, own the courage and own the protection and, and speak up for yourself and your cubs. Right. And for those of you, because I'm speaking a little bit spiritually here about signing a contract, coming down, um, Heidi, you're talking about the universe, giving you these things to work on. For those of you who aren't spiritual out there, who don't believe in self-development, let me just tell you that you were raised by two human parents who are not perfect. And through those two human parents, you have issues that you need to figure out. So, because uh, all parents drop their kids on their heads. Doesn't matter. So that's yeah. my word for yes. self-development. <laughs> Amen. And I mean that in a non-religious way mm -hmm. or religious yeah. way. Yes. Either like, way. How about you say yes. it, sister? That's yes. right. Oh, yeah. Even even my dog is saying amen. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Speaking. I don't even know what you're barking at. Here you go, buddy. Go find a treat. Yes, yep. I am. Here with, my dogs are done chewing. <clears throat> okay. So 
In this book, you talk a lot about feelings. Talk to me about feelings, Heidi. So this book was my first foray, I would say, into feelings. Mm-hmm. I I have a chapter and some outtakes uh, that I'm going to share at the end, uh, link to them. And in one of the outtakes, it talks about the way in which I decided that I was going to marry my husband. And mm-hmm. in no way, shape, or form were any feelings brought up mm. in that discussion. It was just <clears throat> a very logical, Midwestern, efficient, German-American decision. <laughs> so this would have been the time where I had to, I, I woke up. And mm-hmm. when I, I woke up, now I want to tell you this, and I don't, I don't even know, I barely mention it in my book. So before, before maybe a little before the book, but during the book, I had, I had found a friend. So I wasn't completely isolated. And as a verbal processor, I, I, if you are a fellow verbal <laughs> processor, you will understand how critical it is to have friends a friend. you can talk to mm-hmm. and, and, and see yourself through them. And I would go out and we'd have like a couple beers or whatever, just hang out maybe like once a week or so. And the next morning she would say, she would text me, Heidi, that was, that was beautiful. Thank you so much. And I was like, I mean, I wasn't like drunk. So like what happened? (laughs) And I'm pretty sure I remember, I remember driving home. I remember having like two beers and like four glasses of water and a diet Coke. And so, right. And at some point I, I either would get up in the middle of the night or I would come home when I would have another beer and I would write a poem mm-hmm. to her. And I never, I, to this day, I can't remember writing those poems. I, unfortunately I don't have any of those poems cause they were probably stuck on my little like slide keyboard. Right. <laughs> telephone at the time, my cell phone at the time. And I didn't know what I was doing then was getting out my feelings Mm. as it never had entered into this person who was a, you know, I was a good student and I was a good engineer and then I was a good wife and a good mommy and doing all the things. And I never bothered to ask myself, like, is all this doing? What's with all this doing? What happens if you just be? Because it's one of those things I believe I was probably taught to avoid, right? That Mm -hmm. being and that not doing, the non-doing was in the peripheral vision. It was hunting me down in the middle of the night after I had like my third beer and saying it's time to just be. And then you can sleep. And that's when I started writing down poems. And I couldn't even call them poems for, for years. And I didn't even know they were feelings related for for quite a while until I started seeing a therapist at the time. So I'm going to go grab my Elvis. What are you barking at? You're supposed to be sleeping. I'm going to go get my chunky man. Okay. Um, I'll be right back. All right. I will entertain people. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm being a goof. (laughs) Um, And just like that, she's back. Boom, boom. See, we do get cute dogs. 
All right. So, yeah, this is Elvis. Hi, and, Elvis. And um, he's been sleeping a lot lately and eating a lot lately. Ooh. He, um, yeah, so he's gained 30% body weight maybe over the winter. So this 11 and a half year old is on a little bit of a diet right now. Mm. I mean, he's still cute, but he even has folds like behind his ears now. <laughs> so that is... It's time. I mean, we we oh. all we all have folds behind our ears and you know lumps mm-hmm. everywhere. Um, but that's a lot of that's a, a lot, lot of, of meat on his little frame. Yeah, on her. So, yeah. So he's trying to get out. So anyway, I'm just gonna hold him and we're gonna have a chat, right, Elvis? Yeah. Good boy. Yes. So. Um, so, you so yeah, talking- so that so this is my for my foray into figuring out what feelings are and um, what what happens mm-hmm. when when you start feeling your feelings and and if they're if they're important or not in the, in the grand context and as you can imagine eventually I end up understanding how important feelings are to feeling the good feelings so when you're not mm-hmm. feeling the bad feelings you're also not feeling. Yes. Uh, the good feelings. So they all get, they all get kind of like compressed. So letting, letting some of them out, like my gratitude for going out with my friend and, and all that stuff, letting that out also let starts to let out all of the other feelings that were compressed. And I call all the feelings, all that compression of feelings and the feelings that we have yet to understand and bringing our to our awareness. I call it the feelings parfait. Mm-hmm. Yes. The layers. The layers, the layers. So we have, as we go through life, there's just, we have experiences, right? We're not just, you know, and even if we are stuck at home in a pandemic, we go through life experiencing things. Like right now I have a deep layer of uh, sadness and concern for everyone who lives in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. I yeah. it's just a <clears throat> something that I have in the becomes kind of running in the back of my head now. Mm-hmm. And I I could spend all day going down rabbit holes trying to keep up on what's going on and who said what and what our country's doing and what other countries are doing to help the situation. Um, but ultimately, I I choose. I choose to take care of myself and I put my faith in, in things that, you know, things that are out of my control. I can only have faith for them or yeah. I can have doubt. Yeah. Now, if I let you go, Elvis, you're going to be quiet. Okay. I have to share at the, for um, those of you who don't watch John Oliver, last, last week tonight with John Oliver, he talked about the Ukraine at the beginning of his episode. And he showed this clip of this woman in the Ukraine, this Ukrainian woman walking up to a Russian shoulder soldier. I always say that wrong soldier. I have to really focus. And she has sunflower seeds because sunflowers are the national flower. And she's handing them to this, to the soldier and says, put these in your pocket so that when you die, flowers will grow. (laughs) Because she's like so mad that they have invaded her. And Mm -hmm. the soldier is like, ma'am, you need to stop you need to stop talking. You're going to escalate things. And she's like, escalate them to what you've already escalated them. You've already invaded. It was just already here. You're already here destroying our lives. And, um, he was just like, how cold can you get? Not not that, not that I don't blame her, you know, but, um, 
I, I'm very creative. Here, yeah. take these sunflower seeds. It seems like such a nice gesture. So, so your body can nourish them. Your dead yeah. body can nourish, <laughs> nourish them. Nourish the flowers and some good can come of all of this. This, exactly. This exactly. Yeah. Wow. All right. So anyway, the mm. feelings parfait. So that's what you mean by eating your feelings. Because a lot so, of people think eating your feelings means like not expressing them. Um, or oh, like by swallowing eating, them up, like swallowing them up or eating instead of feeling like uh, actually, you yeah. know, but you're talking about eating this parfait and actually digesting. Yes. So and by, processing. Yeah. So I, I call eating, eating your feelings, accepting what is, what is in your human experience, accepting mm-hmm. all of, all, all of the, like, and I think this is so, so critical. And I want to talk about this. So I, people talk a lot about feelings and they they think that, oh, if I can identify my feeling, then it's all done. It's mm-hmm. like, I looked at the multiple choice. I checked the box, like scared. And now I'm good. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to go. Petrified or petrified or terrified. Yeah. Because yeah. they all have little meanings. Yes. So I checked that box. So therefore I don't have to worry about that anymore. But what I'm talking about, so I didn't have any kind of vocabulary with mm-hmm. feelings. I, I was expressing them in metaphors in my poem. Right. I couldn't even outside of happy, sad, and mad. I, I honestly could not tell you maybe afraid, maybe afraid what else was going on inside. Okay. We can't, we can't I, I, hear I'm you. sorry. Go ahead. Keep talking. I okay. can hear you, but nobody needs to hear or see me blow my nose. So okay. Keep going. That's great. Okay. I think that the most important thing about feelings is that even not identifying them at all, just experiencing them as a human, experiencing them as part of who you are, not something separate, not something to put in a file cabinet and deal with later. It's right. To be able to walk through life and say, like acknowledge that my stomach is, you know, my stomach is in knots. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times before anything very new in my sphere, I'll say, oh, like my stomach's in really big knots and I'm going to go hang out, you know, in the bathroom and I'm, you know, going to dr- eat some toast. Mm-hmm. And that is how I'm experiencing. I, 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 and so it's so important because once we, once we decide to, to not acknowledge what is happening to us physically the, we're shutting the whole faucet on what our heart is telling us mm-hmm. and your heart also has a mind in, in case you didn't know so you have a heart mind and you have you know your brain and they communicate so you're just shutting off like half of your faucet and like half of the way that you can into it like you can be intuitive about what's going on in your life and being able to feel your way through. Is this, is this something that, that I need to move towards or is this something I need to move away from? Mm -hmm. So if you can't feel your feelings, you can't make a decision for you because you won't, well, you won't have the most complete information. 
You won't so be able to will, navigate. You yes, don't have your compass. And then, and then you start to veer off into very unfriendly waters. And I call them like codependent waters. You're just mm -hmm. relying on other people to make decisions for you in your best interest. But you are the only person mm -hmm. who can make decisions in your best interest because you are the only person who has your heart and your mm -hmm. mind and your intuition. And I know people are well-meaning, but, but this is your life. But you, when you say other people, you're not just talking about your mom or your dad or your husband or your children. You're also meaning society. Society is also telling you how to live your life. This the yes. big they yes. that's out there. Yeah. So we all are, we all are born to society with these unwritten rules and unwritten mm -hmm. expectations and all of this structure on how to behave and what our values are. Our parents mm -hmm. also put their own layer on top of that, our siblings, our friends, mm -hmm. all that. But we're not going to be able to listen through the noise mm -hmm. if we can't listen to ourselves. Mm -hmm. Our emotions are 100% uh, signals, signs for us. And so I think part of that eating parfait is, like you said, not only recognizing, labeling it, but then asking why, why am I scared? You know, so I'm at a party. I should be having a good time. Why do I feel scared right now? Yeah. Why um, is my, why are my palms sweaty? Mm -hmm. Why am I avoiding going out in the living room? Mm -hmm. What, yeah. what, what, so, so the main thing, you know, the first is to accept that feeling, not say like, oh, I'm not scared. Mm-hmm. Whatever. That's yeah, just I'm being what ridiculous. I, yeah. This is so, so then you're immediately completely discounting what your heart is telling you. And so your heart's going to, you're not going to listen to it as well next time. You're going to ignore it even stronger next time. And so you're never going to have the full story that mm -hmm. you were meant, you were meant to hear. Yeah. Or you were meant to share. And it, it's so interesting now that you're talking about this and we're talking about this and getting diving deeper because there are three numbers on the Enneagram that are feelings repressed and they see feelings is a waste of time. It gets in the way of productivity. Feelings take energy. And um, so that's why the most feeling of the Enneagram numbers have low energy because they're, they're feeling everything. They're processing it while these others aren't. And, and, it's hard to explain to them that, like you said, and this is good words um, that you said, so I'm going to use them in the future, that you're not getting all the information, you're not getting the facts if you're ignoring your feelings. Um, and that's really interesting. So thank you. I like you're that. You're welcome. Yeah. It's like mm -hmm. saying, do you want an apple or? Yeah. Make a choice. <laughs> um, okay. So <sighs> exactly, exactly. Also, just so curious, so to continue on this Enneagram path, so the feelings repressed ones, so the heart-centered ones, I know I'm a heart center, so two, three, four. So mm -hmm. those would be the feelings ones? Those are, those are feelings ones, but the three is an assertive number. And so it represses it. They repress their own feelings. So they process the world through emotions meaning like they read other people's emotions. But when it comes to their own emotions, they briefly feel it, but then they set it aside. I'll deal with that later. But then they never deal with it. They just keep setting it aside. Ooh. Right. And then the eight, which is a gut-based number, um, feelings are make them vulnerable. 
Oh, they probably so think that's weak. That's weak. Um, and they can't let people think that you are weak. So they set theirs aside. They will express anger, but that's about it. And then, um, and then the seven, the seven is the other assertive number that represses their feelings because um, they don't want to feel trapped in those feelings. They're afraid they're going to get trapped there. So everything is happy, go lucky. They're always turning lemon to lemonade. They're the tiggers of the Enneagram. Um, they're the ones like if anybody's seen Inside Out, um, mm. the, the, the main feeling character in Inside Out that keeps is pushing joy. aside the sad. Yes. Joy. Yes, exactly. And then in that movie, you realize, oh, sad's kind of important. <laughs> so whatever that, I don't know if that character was called sad. I don't remember, but yeah. Um, so yeah, that's the Enneagram. And so that's, they, they all repress them for different reasons, um, but they all still repress them. Yeah, I was going to say, being married to one, they're all about the facts. My wife's all about the facts. Mm -hmm. That's that's a that's a tree. The how was your day? And then I will get like the full detailed lineup on like what she ate and what she read and what her coworker said. And and then I'm like, let me rephrase. How how do you feel about your day? Crickets. <laughs> <laughs> Crickets. Exactly. Which is something for all you ones out there. I just learned something fascinating about ones on one on Monday night for my Enneagram group. Ones base all of their self-worth on what they do. It's all based on doing. The human doings. The human doings. What they achieved that day, what they accomplished, um, what they did get done, like all of that. And then if they didn't get something done on their list, then all of a sudden the shame comes and blah, blah, blah. So, so yeah, um, that's what's most important. And learning to, to feel and process those feelings, that's a little bit Yes, the challenge. The it's one. hard. They have to put that on their on their list. Mm -hmm. I know my one of my nicknames for my wife is 180 because she always does 180 percent more than than she needs to. Yes. And so I use that as like, you did a lot today, sweetheart. Can we can we put you on your list or you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Things like, things like that. And yeah. so I know part of that, part of me saying that also is me continuing to give myself permission to treat, you know, take care of myself as a highly sensitive too that needs mm -hmm. a lot of downtime and a lot yes. of being time and not a lot of doing time. Yes. So, yes. So, it's yeah. True. So I, I do recognize that. I just want to, just want to mm -hmm. say <laughs> for sure. Great. Yes. So I want to, I want to move on here, but. I would love anyone watching the replay. If you want a, the first chapter, as well as a couple outtakes, go to Heidi forward slash free chapter. There it is. Yay. And you can uh, nab your chapter. My book will be out March 30th. So you can buy it on Amazon then. Yes. Yay. All right. So I do want to ask you one question and I guess oh. we kind of already answered it. Um, I was going to ask, what do you hope people will take away from reading the book? So maybe besides the importance of feelings, is there something else mm. you would like people to take away from this book? Yes. Yes. So I made a bookmark with the message of what I hope people take away from the book. And I swear I have the bookmark here. I do. I am worthy of joy. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. And that is what I hope. And I, I did, I do still truly believe that people, I know there are people who need to read the book just so that you know that you're not alone. Mm -hmm. Because that's what you learned Mm -hmm. in the book. Like at one point, the, um, I forget exactly what your um, uh, therapist slash preacher said that was, but it was something like um, you, you deserve joy too, or you deserve to be happy too, or something Mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. Yeah. And and you were like, (laughs) yeah, that was a, that was a big moment and it inspired, it inspired a, some, some soul searching in a, in a tree. Mm-hmm. So I'll just yes. say that as a little, a little nugget. <laughs> yes. A little nugget, a very good scene. Um, and I think that that's important. It's important for somebody like a two with you, like the Enneagram or a lot of people to learn that um, you deserve joy, which means that sometimes you're going to not, the other people are not going to be happy in the choices you make in order to find that joy. Mm. And that's not your problem. Mm-hmm. And that's not your problem. And that's a hard thing to learn because we're told to take care of other people and be aware of other people. And that's true. We do need to do those things, but not um, in the detriment of ourselves, sacrificing ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I used to, you, that, that is so spot on, Heather. I used to always go to, going around saying like, I don't have that many pounds of flesh. Mm-hmm. I said this, with almost like pride, like, but then Ah. it was this point, this point where I, I think at some point I caught myself saying that. And I was like, Oh, this, this makes much more sense now. Yeah. It's, it needs to be an and Mm -hmm. it's, if it's an, or I'm always going to put myself last, but if it's an, and I can put myself first. Mm, Yes. I love that. And is a really powerful word. Mm. I wrote a blog once about, um, I don't know, it was a small blog, but it was about how people say, but, and, but negates everything before it. So if you put, and both parts get to be true, mm. you know? So, and it's, it's very empowering. And so, or, and say getting rid of, or, and putting in, and just as empowering. I like that. Oh, I love that. I love yay. that. Wow. Yay. So, yay. yay. So don't forget to get the, get the free chapter. Yes. And when does your book launch, Heidi? So my book launches on March 30th. So, and where will they be able to get your book? You'll be able to get my book on Amazon. And what if they wanted to get the book early? Could they do that? Yes. So then you can join. If you want the book early, you can join Team Sunshine. And the only thing you have to do is read the book and then buy it and review it on launch day. And you can go to HeidiEsser.com forward slash sunshine and fill out a form and I'll be in touch with you with my book. Mm -hmm. It's worth it, people. It's a good book. I'm enjoying it. You're welcome. And I'm not saying that because I love you. I'm saying that because it's a good book. So I mean, it's a lot for me. That doesn't. I don't bullshit about books. Let me put it that way. <laughs> I figure I figure I only I only get better from here. So I got to get the first book out to get the second book out to get the third book out. That's right. Et cetera, right. et cetera. Et cetera. For sure. Cetera. For sure. All right. All right. So shall we move to gratitude? Yeah, let's let's do it. 
All right. Well, you go first. Okay. What are, you proud of? what are you grateful for? So even though I have Senior Barky Pants over here, uh, I took Senior Barky Pants and his sister, Senorita Barky Pants, for a walk <laughs> before this show. And it was one of the first days that you wake up and you know that when you put your hand on the window, it's going to be warm. Mm-hmm. And so I went outside with no coat on and I let the sun warm my cheeks while we walked. That's lovely. I love that. Mm. It, I can relate to that because we also had a day like that. I can't remember if it was Monday or yesterday where I went on a walk and I didn't have a coat or a hat. Um, And it was, it was so freeing. Mm. You know, I mm. totally agree with you. Le- feeling the sun warm you up to the bones a bit, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like, a, like a warm blanket of mm-hmm. springtime. Yeah. Flowers. It's a little dangerous though. Cause you're like, Ooh, spring's here. Nope. It's going to snow again on Friday. Just at least here in Colorado. So yeah, you know. we're we're also supposed to get some icy rain here in the Midwest. Oh, geez. We can't we can't wait to to chisel out our cars once again. <laughs> How does one chisel out their car? So I'm curious. You, so you gotta you gotta kind of like get it in your head that you don't want to break off your door handle. Yeah, so go with this mindset, and then you just kind of. You make sure the car's unlocked. You just kind of rock that door back and forth, back and forth until you can get it open. And once you get it open, you can start the uh, the de-thawing. But you basically have to do that for for all the doors. Yeah. uh, If you can't get your trunk open, you just let it go. And you put in the things you need to get in the trunk from the other doors. Yeah. That's, that's, That's what you do. And the really smart people of which I have not joined that team yet this year, will put their windshield wipers up the day before so they don't freeze to the windshield. That is smart. Let me tell you a sad story. Um, We bought an old BMW X3, and when the windshield wipers are down, you can't lift them up. They they hit the, the, uh, the hood. Oh, you have to turn them on and stop them midway and then extend huh. them. I don't know why Jeff explained it to me at one point and I don't remember because I thought, meh, I don't know. I don't remember what I thought. Obviously, it wasn't important for me to remember. Not, no offense to Jeff, it's to the windshield wipers. So I'm jealous of those people because I don't oh. think I had a time to do that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I am grateful that. Um, my computer was okay and I didn't lose any data and that I listened to my gut, which was saying this the whole time, but I still went to micro center, which was going to take, uh, 28 days just to get a diagnostic and then one to three weeks to get the part in Mm. if if what we thought was wrong was wrong. So they were going to have it for two months. Instead, I went to the little independent guy down the street from me and he had it done in three days, three days. So I was grateful that I got it back so quickly with not that much money and everything was intact. I am grateful. 
I am also very grateful. And small businesses, yay. And small businesses, yay. Absolutely. All right. What is your no seriously? Okay. So I mentioned earlier that I put my book up in this like online distribution thing so that I basically I need to order. I want to pre-order a bunch of copies so that I can uh, mail out some signed copies of my Mm -hmm. book. Yes. And I was writing in all this information. And basically what it turned out was that if online retailers decide to purchase my book in, in any kind of a bulk form. I a wholesale only, price? At a wholesale price, I only make $1.66 per book. And then I want, uh, I did have, I had another kind of disappointing event earlier, earlier yesterday. And so this kind of like catapulted me into more disappointment. Like, wow, no wonder everyone says you need to have more than one income stream when you write. So it was, it was Mm. just a, it was just another note from the universe saying, keep doing what you're doing. You need the book to get out there because the book has to establish you as a, as a storyteller and as someone who gets vulnerable and and shares her message so that I can share my other message of peeling your onion, which the, Mm -hmm. you know, and things like the feeling parfait. So, so yeah, so it was just, it was a, it was a little bit of a wake up call, but I was like, no, seriously, a dollar sixty six. Okay, yeah, that's, that's like, that's like not even close to unemployment, not unemployment, uh, minimum wage. Yeah, no, not even for waitresses. Like, that's not, not even getting a any tip. tips. That's not nope. a tip. That's this is two dollars is normally the minimum tip. Yeah, jeez. So. <laughs> So anyway, what about what about $2? $2. No, seriously. I guess my no seriously this morning is we have Watson, who's an adorable cat. He's just so cute and fluffy. His tail is amazing. And he has a little white thing on the tip of his tail. So Jeff calls him Pip, Pip Cat. And I thought, it's so nice that Pip Cat does not throw up like Jeff's old cat did. Oh, no. Nope. This morning, two throw up spots and a hairball. It has begun. So, yeah. Not my favorite part about cats. Really not. So that's my no seriously. Um, Jeff did what he could to clean it up today. And then after this, I get to go up and clean up the rest. Oh, yay. Yeah. Now we know what Heather's doing this afternoon. Yes. (laughs) Part of it anyway, not the whole afternoon. I have the I have the better afternoon. My in-laws will be here and they're gonna help me round my corners on my bookmarks Ooh, and nice. help us fix things like our grout and faucets and things. And and they're That's gonna lovely. buy us some sushi. So oh, so very sushi. very what's grateful. your favorite sushi? What's oh favorite? man. So they usually have this thing called the dragon roll. Mm-hmm. And so it has like all these different fish on top, and so it's pretty. Yes. Sometimes I think it's called the rainbow roll, but I like yeah. the dragon roll because sometimes those have like a little sauce on them or something. Yes. Maybe a little bit of crunchy. Yes. Do you have a favorite sushi? Um, my favorite is probably the yellowtail. Um, mm-hmm. And um, and other than, I mean, I love it all. And then, yeah, I'll, I like a nice, good, yummy roll. Definitely with the sauce and the crunchies and mm. Yeah, some of that deep fried goodness. Mm, Other yes. than that, it's not considered sushi, but I love me some crab cheese wontons 
I'm all down about that. Ooh, I don't yeah. know if I've ever had miso <gasps> crab cheese wonton. No, not miso, me some crab cheese wontons. Just crab oh, cheese wontons. Oh, yeah, those are very good. Yeah, yeah, they're delicious. I love those. They're delicious. Yeah, they're not all good right. for you. Go All ahead. right, we're bringing back the bowl of affirmation, and it has changed forms from a bowl to a snowman, Ooh. and he is not going to melt through the summer months. So we'll probably have to come up with a name for for this little. What's the colorful... name of what's the name of the one in um in the Disney movie? What's his name? What do you mean, That's... Olaf? Olaf. Is it Thank Olaf? You. Olaf. I think it is Olaf. Okay. I think you're right. All right, so we're going to pick one for you, Heather, one for me, and then one for our audience. All right. Oh, this is hilarious. I can't read it. Read it out loud. My feelings matter. Oh, wow. Okay. That is hilarious. On, on point. On point. All right. Okay, mine is, I probably need this one. I am resilient. Oh, you do need this one. Yeah. You're you're in you're in the end game now and there's a lot going on. It's like it's like the two weeks leading up to a wedding, you know, when everything starts like going in. Yeah, and one of those weeks I'm gonna be in the Smoky Mountains without Wi-Fi. Ooh. So actually I, it's a good thing for you, I think. Yeah, I I need I can tell my body is like, if we could just make it there, we will be okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna pick a red one. I did a yellow one and a green one so far. All right. And so for all of you watching and watching the replay, you get I am grateful and proud of who I am. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a so good one. Expressing gratitude and pride, right? The double double bonus there. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. So, we talked about both of those today. So we did. We did. All so right. I think they were very intuitive today. Well done affirmation bowl yeah snowman we're done a snowman or we can call him olaf hmm, we'll find a better know. name yeah we'll find a better name we'll think yeah. about it a transparent snowman has got colorful color in him color all in right so announcement so other than my book's gonna launch on march 30th and i'm putting the ticker down heidiester.com forward slash free chapter for chapter my book yes what else we got going on in april Cultivating lasting happiness. Mm. That's what our April thing is. That I have is a, a feeling. I have a feeling that I'm, I'm involved in that in some way as the happiness expert. I also have a feeling. <laughs> <laughs> you are. Oh gosh. Oh, fantastic. Yes. So um, I just want to say um, we really enjoy chatting with each other and we enjoy those of you who watch and thank you to all of you because um you just yeah, you just bring everyone. in the good juju yeah thanks yeah. for thanks for showing up and given given time to learn a little bit about feelings and happiness freedom and joy and how to cultivate more of that in your life and um we will see you back on april 6th on April 6th. First Wednesday of April. Yay. Yes. All right, everybody. Have a good Thank one. You. Thank you. Bye.